Alberta Premier Danielle Smith is reconsidering doing interviews with the CBC after the state broadcaster published a false and damaging report about her. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was in Latvia visiting Canadian troops stationed on a NATO mission and took the opportunity to lecture them about climate change and disinformation. The Trudeau government has hired nearly 100,000 new federal workers since being elected. Hello Canada, it's Tuesday, July 11th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith said she's weighing whether to continue interviews with the CBC after the state broadcaster published a false and damaging report and refused to retract it for months over an election period. She made the comments in an exclusive interview with Rebel News President Ezra Levant one week after the CBC admitted it could not prove that Smith's office contacted Crown prosecutors regarding COVID-19 charges, an allegation the outlet first reported in January using anonymous sources. Here's what Smith had to say about it. If they aren't prepared to be fair, accurate and balanced, um, if they're really only interviewing me in order to get ammunition to be the official opposition, I, I'm going to have to keep that in mind every time I answer a question from the CBC. The Premier said she will continue to take the CBC's question during press conferences because she wants to be the type of person who takes question from everyone. In January, the CBC relied on anonymous sources to report that Smith's office contacted Crown prosecutors and pressured them on COVID-19 and Coots border blockade charges. Smith, her office, and Crown prosecutors denied the allegations, and the CBC later updated the story to say it had not viewed the emails in question. In May, during the Alberta provincial election campaign, the narrative further unfolded when an ethics report from Commissioner Margaret Trussler was released finding no evidence of such an email. In light of the report, the CBC now says it re-interviewed its sources, who could not confirm that the emails originally described were sent directly from Smith's office to the Crown. Well, Lindsay, this has obviously become a huge national news story that everyone's really talking about this week. Very embarrassing for the CBC, of course, because there were so many cracks in the story from the very beginning. But the question a lot of conservatives are asking themselves is whether Smith should just let this go. Is this going far enough or should she push the issue further? What do you think? I think it's admirable that she says during her press conferences, she'll still continue to take their questions because she wants to be the type of person who takes questions from everyone. You know, that's more than her opponents uh, over at the NDP will do. But it is true that she was smeared and her office was smeared. Yeah, I did think that comment there where she was saying, I want to be the type of person who takes questions from everyone was likely a dig at the Alberta NDP We know that they refused to take questions from most independent media outlets. That was a huge difficulty for us during the election. And while we were able to get a few questions in, most of our colleagues at outlets like Rebel News and the Counter Signal were not. So another thing that Danielle Smith is currently saying is that she's still waiting for an apology from the Alberta NDP. I think that's a fair request for her to make, but ultimately this is the CBC's fault. And I think they need to be more direct about that. They changed the story and they said they regretted it. They need to issue a very clear apology to the premier and they need to fully retract the story, not change some wording in it. 
Prime Minister Justin Trudeau took the opportunity to talk to Canadian Armed Forces troops stationed on a NATO mission in Latvia to lecture them about his government's actions on fighting climate change and disinformation. Trudeau was in the Eastern European nation ahead of the NATO Leaders' Summit in Lithuania, where Allied forces will gather to discuss Russia's invasion of Ukraine and other pressing geopolitical issues. While at a lunch with Canadian Armed Forces members stationed abroad in Adagi, Latvia, the Prime Minister spent his address discussing climate change and other issues despite recent reports indicating that troops stationed abroad have had to purchase their own equipment due to a lack of support from the Canadian government. Here's what that sounded like. Climate change is having a real destabilizing and negative impact with more and more frequent extreme weather events at home. And as challenging as it is at home, the impacts around the world where people are in more precarious economic and geographic situations than we are, that's a new reality that has huge implications for security around the world, which is one of the reasons why Canada is stepping up to build the Center of Excellence for Climate Security in Montreal. That's one of the announcements we're going to be making tomorrow at, uh, at the NATO summit. Because everywhere in the realm, but particularly in areas where there is particular intersections between geographic and climate realities and conflict, think of the Sahel, uh, think of parts of Southeast Asia, that's going to be a new challenge we all have to deal with. We're also dealing with the hangover of the pandemic that knocked us around as economies, but also knocked us around as individuals. Put a lot of stress on families, on people trying to figure out a way through, add the extra challenges of social media and levels of misinformation and disinformation. Rachel, Justin Trudeau got the chance to speak to some of his troops while in Latvia. Do you think that was the time and place to do a lecture about climate change? No, I think that was the time and place for him to apologize for his mistreatment of Canadian Armed Forces officers. And to be honest, the absolute crap that they've had to deal with. We have members of the military who are buying their own equipment while they're overseas. And our government simply doesn't care because they're so focused on their climate agenda. And here we have the prime minister who is an opportunity to set the record straight. And instead, he continues pushing this agenda, which is largely responsible for everything else in Canada falling through cracks, including the cost of living crisis. If we had a government that genuinely cared about the cost of living crisis, they wouldn't have introduced a second carbon tax earlier this month. Now, part of what Trudeau was talking about in Latvia is how this NATO Climate Change and Security Center of Excellence is going to open in Montreal. So that's going to be uh, in our country. Montreal will be the host city for that new security center. Now, if you look into this new uh, you know, security center, climate change center that's going to open, it says on the website... In Canada, climate change effects are transforming the physical and security landscape and bringing about an evolving set of challenges. Severe effects such as floods and wildfires are increasingly impacting communities and threatening critical infrastructure. And this means we need, we need more first responders and uh, Canadian Armed Forces to help. So there, there are examples of floods and wildfires. It's interesting because for just, okay, for example, on Vancouver Island so far in the year 2023, there have been 47 wildfires. And the spokesperson for the Coastal Fire Service said 
that all 47 of those fires have been human-caused, whether intentional or not. And I know we've talked in the past on this show about um, human-caused wildfires in Alberta as well. So every single fire on Vancouver Island, human-caused. Yet they're going to chalk this up to climate change. The same thing with floods. In November 2021, in Abbotsford, British Columbia, there was a, a giant flood. Um, it shut down highway access. It really impacted the supply chain and people couldn't really go in or out. But it turns out, if you do a bit of digging, which some reporters did, that part of the city was built on a drained lake. It was a floodplain. A hundred years ago, there was also a giant flood. Uh, and in the year 2021, there was the same kind of flood. So. Uh, I mean, when you build part of a city on what was historically just a lake that they drained to have farmland, yeah, you're going to get floods. So all that is to say, sure, you can call this new NATO center a climate change center of excellence, but that's quite the spin because really you would just be calling this the natural disaster center because yes, you do need emergency services and armed forces to help when those disasters hit. But this just seems to me like natural disasters, not necessarily climate change. Well, exactly. And some of the examples that you've just described can actually be chalked up to human error. Another arson was actually human intentionality. Hasn't been quite the same situation in Alberta. We had over 100 wildfires at at least one point earlier this year. We are looking at a couple that are being investigated for arson. Some charges have been laid, but not quite as many as we've seen over in B.C., Either way, I think what's most notable here is the government's continued attention on international issues and their desire to spend money to impress other foreign countries when Canadians at home are hurting. New data shows that the Trudeau government has been on a public sector hiring spree since first elected in 2015, adding nearly 100,000 new employees to the federal public service. Critics say this has increased the size and the cost of the bureaucracy while failing to improve its performance. According to the Treasury Board of Canada Secretariat, figures analyzed by the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, the federal government employed around 350,000 public servants as of March 31, 2023. This is an increase of over 21,000 from the previous year and an increase of around 98,000 from when Prime Minister Justin Trudeau took office in 2015. The parliamentary budget officer reported in April 2023 that the federal bureaucracy ballooned by a whopping 31% increase in costs for taxpayers over the past two years. In its report, the PBO also said that in March 2023, fewer than 50% of the government's performance indicators are achieved by the public sector. I have to say that I don't find these numbers super surprising. It doesn't come as a shock to me that the federal government is looking to bolster its civil service and to spend more money on the public sector. But what is noteworthy is the value that we're getting, which seems to be seemingly none. I mean, think about how long it takes to get a passport these days. Think about how long it takes to get in touch with the CRA if you have to call them for something. So it's just ridiculous that we're spending so much money on this and the services are what you would expect in a third world country, essentially. Exactly. I think a lot of people automatically go to the argument, okay, well, in 2015, we had a population of 35 million, and now we have a population in 2023 of 40 million. So of course we need more public servants. Well, yeah, but like you said, the value added is not there. And it's very telling that the parliamentary budget officer said fewer than 50% of the government's performance indicators are achieved. And yet, you know, these public servants, they still get their bonuses. Uh, in some cases, this can be, what, millions of dollars? 
So, I mean, these public servants, they're still entitled to their bonuses of, you know, thousands of dollars each. That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.